Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commanders beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take command podcast from Odyssey Sports. What's up? What's happening? Craig Hoffman here. Logan Paulson there. And coming up in about 15 minutes, Matt Harmon from the Reception Perception podcast is going to join us for a really exceptional breakdown of the Commanders offense from the wide receiver position, a reception perception, if you will. Uh, So we'll talk to him about Terry McLaurin's season, Jahan Dotson's season, uh, and how both Sam Howell and Eric Biennemi have impacted the wide receivers this season compared to what he sees around the rest of the NFL. But Logan, we start with our game preview, uh, about 15 minutes here of Jets Commanders. Woo! How everybody wants to spend their holidays. Yeah, no, I mean, but I think there are, you know, it's not going to be a great game. But I think, you know, when you talk about uh, the Jets team, if you want to see like elite football, I think their defense is playing pretty gosh darn good. Yeah. And for how badly their offense is played and for all the stuff that um, all the kind of adversity that team has faced this year, like the defense has been exceptional and they remain exceptional. For um, sure. You know, rough week by, last week against the Dolphins, but, but against the Dolphins. And they got no week. support from their offense. And, you know, one of those touchdowns comes when Zach Wilson gets just absolutely bamboozled by Bradley Chubb and they right. recover a fumble at the two yard line. So um, that is what it is. But uh, Sam Howell going to try to have a bounce back game. Uh, he's, he's had three bad ones in a row against a defense that's super elite. Um, how does it how, how does this offense try to accomplish that? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's going to be tough. So, like, let's just start with what they want to be, the Jets. And I think the Jets, they are, like, day one install, I think they want to be, like, a quarters team. So, you see a lot of these guys, like, um, coming out of the Seattle cover three stuff. They've kind of changed their perspective. Obviously, Robert Sala is from that defensive tree. And they've all kind of added a little bit of wrinkles. So, you know, I think you look at Dan Quinn, he kind of goes a lot more kind of Tampa 2 coverages with mixed in with man. Robert Sala, at least in my understanding, in my perspective, obviously he's going to run two, he's going to run six, but I think base day one is quarters, right? So you get the four guys across the back. And the reason you do that is it keeps everything in front of you and it lets that safety kind of be that run player. It's, it's you know, obviously this team ran it a couple of years ago, a, a little bit more quarters, a little bit more palms, however you want to call that. Um, so I think that's what they want to be, but they do run an absolute boatload of man-to-man coverage. They they run a ton of man-to-man coverage, and I think it makes sense because you've got guys like Sauce Gardner. You've got guys like DJ Reed, who is playing really well. Everyone talks about Sauce, but DJ Reed's playing really good football. Both their safeties are very, very good football players, very instinctive. And when you watch them, 
in especially in the back end, it feels like you're watching Dallas. Just a bunch of guys who are extremely confident, extremely well coached. They know what hurts them. They know how to stop those things. And they're very, very confident in terms of their responsibilities. And I think when I first started watching, quite honestly, when I first started watching um, the Jets, I thought, oh man, it's the pass rush that drives them. Much like Dallas, it's the pass rush that drives Dallas's defensive production. And while the pass rush is very good, obviously Quentin Williams is one of the best defensive tackles in football. They've got a whole bunch of very dynamic, probably six or seven guys that are very dynamic rushing the passer, but it's a different type of pass rusher. They've got like John John Franklin Myers, who's like 290 pounds, who's like this classic edge collapser as a pass rusher, right? They've got uh, Michael Clemens, who's very, very similar. He's big. He's 280. They're crashing edges. They got Jeremiah Johnson, big physical guys who's got a little more juice, but you don't see this quick win kind of uh, relentless pass rush that you get from Dallas. It's a much more, we're compressing the pocket and the coverage drives their pressure production, I think. So I think that's when you mentioned Sam Howell and this defense, it's kind of like, how does, how, you know, I think it's very apropos that we have the reception perception guys on because how do you win versus man-to-man coverage? How do you hold the space and how do you anticipate throws? Because while the rush is, isn't as dynamic as Dallas's, for example, it's still very dynamic. It's still very effective. And they really rely on the coverage to make you hold the ball for a beat and let that rush gets home and get, uh, get pressures and get sacks. And, um, and I think that's going to be the matchup of the day, in my opinion, is, receivers versus corners and then can you get the ball out quickly enough that that rush can't kind of compress you into a into a a black hole from a play calling standpoint a combination of quarters and man is really difficult because in quarters theoretically the open stuff is going to be quick underneath that's the stuff that man coverage often shuts down especially if you play press like if sauce Gardner's right up on you yeah, you call you call uh, dragon lion whatever they call it in this system, but right. your are slant double slants on one side, slant flat on the other, um, and you're like, ah, oh, this will be great against uh, quarters coverage. We got you know these these slant routes that one of them is going to pop open, and you're like, uh, well, now I got Sauce Gardner pressed up on a slant. Do I really want to throw that? And then you you just hope that the uh, the slant flat on the other side works. And even if it does, you're probably throwing that quick flat route, and you know they come up, they tackle, it's four yards, and you haven't gotten very far. Um, then all of a sudden you're like, okay, well they're playing man, let's, let's go some man beaters. And then they just sit back in quarters and they pass it off and it's, it's easy and they've got it covered. So that's a tough concept, uh, or tough pairing of coverages as a play caller to deal with how, you know, what, what is then the, the idea I would think, you know, if I'm, if I got a bunch of deep defenders or man to man, those are good running opportunities, but we know that EB's probably not going to all of a sudden say, Hey, Brian Robinson, 25 carries for you today, assuming that B Rob is back. Well, I do think that one thing, if you're if you're calling a game, you have to be hyper aware of how poor the Jets' offense is, and we'll talk about them more detail in a second. But I, you know, I get a report. Uh, PFF does a report and kind of does rankings, offensive rankings, and I've never seen a report like this in the three years I've had access to this 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 information, where it's like thirty second in explosive plays, thirty second in touchdowns, thirty second in first downs, thirty second in total yards. They are a bad offense they are very bad offensively so if i'm eb you know we talked about game flow earlier this year and how you got to manage game flow this is a this is a game where i think you can trust just after a while you know we'll we'll talk about the offense here in a sec but like trust your defense 
to to not give up 10 points and just be like, we can manage this game offensively. We'll run the football. We'll be semi-efficient on third down. That's another thing. On third down, they do all sorts of crazy stuff. They've got five or six guys up right at the line of scrimmage. Who's coming? Who's dropping out? Is it man? Is it some form of zone? So you want to stay out of those situations as much as possible. But I, I really think like if there's a game you want to kind of put this thing in a four-wheel drive, this is the game to do it. And obviously, uh, because I think when you look at the first Miami game, they have two picks, the the Jets defense, they keep them in it. You look at the Philly game this year, three interceptions. They win the game because of the defense. The Bills game early in the year, three interceptions. They win the game because of the defense. And it's so rare now in the NFL to see teams truly winning with defensive production, but that's what they're doing. So if you can kind of negate the teeth of that team, which is the defense, play conservative football, protect the ball, I think you're going to be an okay spot. Now, to your point, that's not really been EB's MO ever, and it looked like they were going to show shades of that against the Giants in the second outing, and it was semi-effective until they fumbled the ball twice. But um, but I do think like I would probably look at that. I'd say, like, Chris Rodriguez, you've been very efficient running the football. How do we maximize your touches? I think, and um, and then if Ryan Robinson's healthy, great. If Gibson's healthy, great. You've got a great opportunity there to kind of again maximize that backfield, insulate the offensive line from this physical pass rush, and it's it's okay to punt. You know, like I I really believe that in this game, it's okay to punt because the offense for them is is I don't want to say toothless, but but been very very ineffective this year. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, Logan, you ready for the, the the best kept secret in the entire National Football League? No, what is it? Well, tough. You're, you're going to get it anyway. You better get ready. You got three, I'm ready. two. The Washington Commanders are a top 10 team in yards per carry. It is the dirtiest <laughs> secret in the whole league. Because I, oh, this drives me nuts. I've literally responded to YouTube comments this week. Uh, on my page when people are like, we can't run it. I was like, if only there was a place that you could look up this statistic and then copied and pasted the link to ESPN.com's stats section with yards per carry being the sorting metric. The Washington Commanders, by yards per carry, are the seventh best team in the NFL. I say that knowing that we've talked on this podcast about how we think the run game could be a lot better. It's not particularly screaming. Uh, schemed great. Some of that is probably enhanced by Sam Howell's scrambles mm -hmm. and the fact that they don't run the ball a ton with their running backs. In fact, they do it less than basically everyone else in football. So those scrambles impact that average in an outsized way. But at the end of the day, we are 15 weeks into the season. They are seventh in yards per carry. That is a relevant statistic. And so the idea that they're actually bad at it, yes, they've been bad in short yardage. Like their success rate in short yardage has not been very good. So there are certain situations where they have been a quote-unquote bad running football team. However, <laughs> down in, down out, they can do it. And part of it is because they subvert expectation because no one ever expects them to run. And so I do think that becomes critically important. EB has got to do that this weekend. It is for game flow, for Sam, for everything. It is the right way to play, and they're not nearly as bad at it as everyone thinks. 
Yeah, and I think, you know, if EB's not going to do it, like what is his analogous for that? Is it the quick game? You mentioned the press the, the press coverage they're going to get. Is it screens? Like is it, you know, what, whatever that looks like, you need something, again, that's going to deleverage the quarterback, deleverage the offensive line, put those guys in good positions to be successful, and allow the, the Jets' defense not to win the game. And, uh, you know, obviously that's a lot of that responsibility is on Sam, but I do think – and how you call that game, it's going to be uh, very, very impactful to that as well. So, No doubt about it. All right, quickly on the other side of it, that future Jets offense it's and against gross. a uh, league-worst commander's defense. And in a battle in bad versus bad, someone's got to do something. Who's the right. someone? So uh, I will say, you know, they do have a couple guys on the offense that are dynamic. Garrett Wilson, there's a play yeah. from the Dallas game earlier this season where he takes a drift and he takes it 80 yards for a touchdown. Like he's an explosive playmaker and they just don't breeze all explosive playmaker. Right. And you see guys like I was just watching film last night, like the Broncos misfit a counter easy counters, easy. And Brees Hall takes it, I think 65 for a touchdown. Like they have pieces. I think their offensive line is kind of um, talking about bad offensive line play. I think they've got some pieces on there. that get you excited. Like Lakeland Tomlinson, Makai Becton, finally healthy, finally playing like, that first round player, uh, Joe Tipman, their center is a the guy they drafted in the second round, doing good stuff. But the right side is a bunch of backups, right? Uh, Elijah Vera Tucker's hurt; he's out. Their starting right tackle is hurt; he's out. So you get Carter Warren, a guy that I liked in the draft a lot from Pittsburgh, but is a fourth round draft pick. You know, um, uh, Max Mitchell was their starting tackle last year; he's playing guard. So they they've got some pieces moving around, and then you get a quarterback in Zach Wilson who holds the ball for long periods of time. And that kind of in the same vein, like that we're experiencing here, makes that group look worse. And I think it's it's kind of a combination of errors. So I think um, one thing I'm excited for is the defensive line, possibly in a get right kind of game situation here, um, which would be fantastic. Because if they can produce, I think it insulates the back end. And I think the back end has been slowly playing better each and every week. And I think if they can get enough pressure, um, they can do a really good job against this team. But they do have. They do have big play playmakers, and it's just about making sure they're contained and make sure they don't impact it. Because I don't think Brees Hall has had an explosive carry for like the last three weeks, and uh, you know Garrett Wilson has been similarly quiet. Obviously, it's impossible to completely shut him out of an offense, but he's been doing okay. So, um, can you continue to make them struggle? Can you continue to make them look very bad? And I think I think the answer is yes. But I've said that before, and totally overestimated where this defense has been at for the Commanders. No doubt. Um, Zach Wilson, questionable. We'll see if he can go. He's still in concussion protocol. Um, that's probably going to be a game time decision at best. Um, can he get cleared by the weekend? Can he get cleared by basically Saturday um, so that he's ready to go for Sunday? If not, it'll be the veteran Trevor Simeon. Not nearly as explosive. Probably gets rid of the ball a little bit faster. Right. But, you know, that's the thing with Wilson. Like, Wilson in some ways is scarier to me for this defense that he holds the ball if the pass rush can't get home he can make plays late in the down because he's stupid talented. Like his arm talent right. is ridiculous and he'll he'll run and make throws on the run that are crazy and sometimes they'll get picked off. But, um, you know, if you bust late in the down, like he's he's got the arm talent to reach a receiver pretty much anywhere. Simeon's not that guy. Um, but at the same time, like he's a veteran, he's been around. Not a very good one, but he's a veteran, he's been around. Um, so you gotta, you gotta be solid in your execution. Um, but as you said, man, this is a, this is a bad, bad offense. It's it's literally worst on worst um, 
you know, and historically bad uh, in, in both cases in, in some statistical categories. So we'll see who wins that matchup, uh, if, if anybody wins. Uh, now, Logan is Logan is done talking for the week. Uh, he gets to go enjoy the holiday, uh, which we, nope. we love for him. Um, but Linnell uh, is actually going to be with me on Sunday at Tap Sports Bar. So make sure you come join us. Come hang out. Say what's up. Spend part of your Christmas Eve watching football at Tap Sports Bar, MGM National Harbor. Uh, and also, we will be streaming live on YouTube the whole regular deal uh that is it for the preview edition that's enough jets and commanders for one day uh let's talk to matt Harmon from reception perception here on taking it